Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Off The Bench. The biggest names in Aussie sport are here every weekend. Yeah, welcome to Off The Bench. Jason Matthews, I hope your weekend uh, is going well so far. G Monday, can't wait. Super Bowl, Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. But to help us get towards that, uh, let's kick off with uh, an interview uh, Sats and I did during the week on Sports Day with a very, very inspirational uh, paratriathlete, Lauren Parker. Sats, this truly inspiring person, you and Badge spoke to her about 12 months ago. Uh, she's a Red Energy ambassador. And I remember out of last year, out of 2020, this is one of the greatest interviews that we yeah. had on Sports Day, and I thought, let's get her back on, see what she's up to. Because when we spoke to her about this time last year, she was preparing for the Olympics. Exactly. That never happened. Lauren Parker, she's a, a famous and proud Nova Castrin. She joins us on Sports Day. Lauren, hello. Hi, thanks for having me back. It's, no, our, our uh, pleasure. Yeah, it's, I can't believe it's been a year. <laughs> yeah, it's been incredible. This time last year, you were getting ready for the uh, para triathlon at the uh, Paralympics in Tokyo, and of course, that never happened. Tokyo, it's it's back on the cards this year. What has the last twelve months been like for you? Yeah, I mean, the news of the uh, Paralympics being postponed another year. Um, initially, you know, I was quite disappointed because I had a really good preparation, but I chose to look at the positives and and I chose to challenge myself again. And because I've Unofficially qualified for the triathlon already. I'm aiming to qualify for the uh, para cycling team for Tokyo, uh, you know, given I had another year to prepare. So I'm trying to aim for three events at Tokyo. And the last, the last year has been really good. I've had a really good training block at home because we were unable to travel to international races. Uh, so I really made the most, most of training. And, yeah, I've definitely improved a lot. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, what's happening in Ballarat. And the um, and the national paracycling championships are really soon, but I just want to try and get back to last year when you get notified that the Olympics are going to be postponed. How were you able to refocus from a training point of view and also emotionally? Yeah, I guess um, I'm pretty used to you know having things thrown at me and having to change my mindset to pick myself up and get motivated again. You know, after going through my accident. Uh, but yeah, having the hearing the news of the Paralympics being postponed, I was down for a few days and I thought, you know, what am I going to do? Like I've had the best preparation, but I, I, I just choose to look at the positives and, uh, you know, I had another year to prepare and, and I, I thought, you know, I'm going to be fitter, better and stronger in, a, in, in another year's time. So that's what I really chose to focus on and I chose to focus on the little things in training that I needed to work on. Lauren, just to put everything into context, for those people who are listening to the show for the first time and don't know the Lauren Parker story, do you mind, I hate asking this, but do you mind taking us back to, to the accident you had and, and what has led you to what you're achieving today? 
Yeah, it's fine. Um, I mean, I was a professional able-bodied triathlete um, back in 2017, and I was training for, training for Ironman Australia in Port Macquarie. Two weeks before that event, I had a bike accident, and both my tyres burst, and I went flying into a guardrail at 45 kilometres an hour, and I sustained a lot of injuries, a broken shoulder, broken ribs, punctured lungs, broken pelvis, broken back, and all those can be repairable, but you know, my, my spinal cord is the one thing that couldn't be and it got severed and instantly I was paralysed from the waist down and, and told that very same day after surgery that I'll never walk again. And that was the most devastating day, you know. Um, my life changed and I thought that I had nothing to live for. But six months in hospital and a long journey, I realised that it was possible to get back to the sport that I loved as, and that paratriathlon did exist and I, I got out of hospital and got the equipment that I needed and that was a hand cycle and a racing wheelchair and I got straight back into training and 11 months after my accident I found myself on the start line at the Commonwealth Games and getting a bronze medal uh, which was so surreal and then in 2019 I became world champion uh, which you know that's the most um, I guess the proudest day since my accident, crossing that finish line in first place, knowing what it took to get there and what, how much hard work it took to get there, to not only overcome such a life-changing injury, but to get through the training to improve and be the best in the world at my sport again. So, yeah, now I'm training for, for Tokyo and I've qualified for the triathlon and I'm ranked number one going into that event, which I couldn't ask for anything, anything better. It's a tr- tremendous story, and it's a great message to, to so many that uh, that you're able to just rewire yourself and get straight back into it again and look for the positives in it. And and you take another positive step this week, don't you? you as you said, you've qualified for the triathlon, but in Ballarat this week you compete in the National Paracycling para Championships to make the cycling team. So what do you have to do to make that team? Do you have to literally win the competition, win the championships? Yeah, it's really hard because of COVID. Uh, I'm unable to race like the international athletes that I will be racing if I qualify for Tokyo. So basically, I've qual- I've got to qualify by showing Cycling Australia my data, and that includes my power output, my speed, and my time, obviously. And they will compare that data to the current hand cycling world champion's data. And basically, I've got to be in front of her, so in front of current world champion in order to qualify for the Australian uh, cycling team. So it's a pretty important uh, race that I've got to do tomorrow uh, in the time trial and I've really got to prove myself that uh, I'm a gold medal potential at Tokyo. How are you tracking at the moment when you look at your times? Yeah, so I'm really happy with the preparation that I've had over the last couple of months. I've improved in all areas of my cycling and I'm, I, I'm the strongest I've ever been uh, since you know, especially since I won the world championships, I'm much stronger now. So I'm going in with all the confidence in my preparation, and uh, I'll go out there and you know give it my all. Lauren, you're amazing, absolutely amazing. You know, listening to your story again, and this is the second time I've I've heard your story. It just, you know, what it gives me. I don't know. You just. Words can't explain the emotion. Well, she's powered by Ren Energy. Well, she's powered by Ren Energy. That's, and that's I was gonna, why she's so good. I just think, 
Yes, and, and and look, I'll ask you about that shortly. Last week, um, I don't know if you heard the rumour going around that the Olympics may have been off. There was a, a rumour going on Twitter. Believe it or not, something fake yep. on Twitter. <laughs> Did you see yep. that? Did you see that? And how relieved were you when you found out that when the AOC and the IOC come out and said, listen, it's going ahead? Yeah, I did um, hear that news on, on Twitter and other media platforms that the Olympics might not be going ahead. But uh, I did not. I, I did already know uh, from the Olympic Committee that they're doing everything they can for it to go ahead. So I chose just to block it out, and I, I chose to focus on you know my training as if Tokyo is going ahead and. I just um, try and focus on what I can control rather than what I can't control. Yeah, and what enough. I can control is my training and, uh, you know, uh, keeping motivated and having that goal in the back of my mind of Tokyo and getting that gold medal. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Well, hopefully gold medals if you, if you make it with the, yeah. the cycling as well. Um, sure. We men- we mentioned Red Energy, and and by the way, just on Twitter, who again? It's just everyone ignore it. It's just I know Sats loves it. Sats is a massive fan of Twitter. He's on it all day and all night, and I keep telling, get off it, don't I, Sats? No. <laughs> hey, Lauren, uh, how important is the support of of companies like Red Energy to you? Yeah, it's so important to have Red Energy on my side is a massive support and. You know, they believed in me and my sporting dreams before I even started training for paratriathlon, which is absolutely huge. I'm so grateful to have such a great Australian company support me on my journey. And, you know, they've made me a part of their family. And without them, it wouldn't have even been possible to start training because they, um, after my accident, they bought, my, bought me a car and had it modified so that I could actually drive myself to my training sessions and, and being an independent. So... Yeah, I'm really uh, proud to have them part of my team and be an ambassador. Yeah, there you go. All right, Lauren, we'll let you go. We know you're, you're busy leading up to the events that start tomorrow for you. Good luck in Ballarat. Yeah, good luck. We wish you all the best and uh, we'll catch up with you before you, you uh, jet off to uh, Tokyo. Thank you very much. Love to have another chat. This is Off The Bench. Welcome back to Off The Bench talk NRL now and the Bulldogs are preparing for a, a really good season in 2021. Geez, they've recruited well, haven't they, mm, Sats? They have. Uh, new coach, some really good players coming on board. He's and one of my favourites. This bloke? Yep. All right, for Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, Adam Elliott, welcome to Sports Day. No, thanks for having me on, guys. Now, listen, we, we've been talking uh, off the air too and, and on the air to some Melbourne Storm players. And we know they're a different lot in Melbourne because they're into their lattes. Very posh. Very posh. They wear black skivvies. Up themselves. Up themselves. They are up Mm. themselves. And you said that. Mate, (laughs) please tell me, Sydney football players, particularly from Bankstown, you're not doing, uh, what is it, oat milk lattes, are you there at Belmont? He's from Bega, down the south coast. Yeah, I understand, but he he plays for Canterbury now. Yeah, but he'd be a beer drinker. He'd be a... Fisherman. He'd be one of the lads. I wouldn't imagine that Adam Elliott... Mm. And you can answer this, Adam, please, that you wouldn't eat any, you wouldn't drink anything like a, an oak latte with turmeric in it or anything like that? Please. No, you're exactly right. So I'm from Tartar, just near Bega, but yep. went to school in Bega, and for me, it's um, Bega cheese, plenty of fat <laughs> in it, um, full cream milk from the dairy farmers down there, and 
What a legend. Um, I've never had a bad beer yet, so you've hit the nail on the head. Hey, did you get down there much uh, when the when the borders opened, or the, I suppose the, the bubble opened up for rugby league players? Did you get back home? Yeah, I did. So I had a young fella this year as well. Um, so my Congrats. family sort of couldn't see him couldn't see him for a little bit. It was a bit frustrating for mm. him and he was um he was a couple of months old before they got to meet him. So as soon as the bubble sort of burst, um, me and my partner and my baby took off down there and spent a couple of weeks and, and she's actually from Darwin, my partner, so we went from one end of this wow. um, country to the other and we shot shot up to Darwin for a few weeks after that. Nice. Before we get on to twenty twenty one, growing up in Bega, like I would imagine it would have been a beautiful place to grow up in. But footy. What was footy like for you growing up? Yeah, I think um, it's an area that just loves sport, um, fishing, surfing, cricket, rugby league, Aussie rules. So well, hey, uh, my older brother, James, um, he's got autism. He played uh, Aussie rules for Tarsu just because it's a little bit softer, that sport. So it's a bit easier for him, you know, <laughs> when, he was, when he was a bit younger. So um, I used to play, I'd play AFL in the Arvos because he's, he's a couple of years old. Uh, than me so I'd play footy in the morning shoot off to AFL in the Arvo then hopefully um, on my spare day of that weekend go for a surf or something with me mates or go fishing and then in the summer I um, I played a heap of cricket so it wasn't so much um, rugby league madness but just sport madness growing up and um, it, I think yeah rugby league just chose me I certainly mm. fit the mould a bit better than AFL and um, surfing and cricket so I um, yeah come through Probably at about age 15, 16, I knew I was absolutely rubbish at the rest of those sports and thought I'd better knuckle down when it comes to footy. Right, that's what we did, though, growing up, and particularly in, in country areas and regional. You played every sport. You did that all the time. Uh, what were you, a batter or bowler at cricket? No, nah, I was a big, angry, fast bowler. So I used to come off the back fence. And um, I, actually, I actually got a hat-trick, I got a hat-trick for Tarsra, uh, nice. playing first grade when I was really young. Um and they were the only three balls I got on the stumps for about 10 overs. So <laughs> I was three for, uh, was it nine, three ten for and, that game. But, was it 9, 10, and 11? No, I'll, I'll claim that actually because I was an opener bowl. It was one, two, and three. But I won't tell you how many runs I got hit for for the rest yeah, of the inning. It was so. three for 146 <laughs> of 14 overs. <laughs> um, how how – they, yeah. only made, they only made 147. <laughs> that's all right. Well, that's it. That's and I can't believe you chose rugby league over cricket. Um, now, listen, what's it? We talked about it just at the start of the interview. The Bulldogs this year and new coach, some new personnel. It must be exciting going to work every day. Yeah, it um, it really is. It's been unreal so far under Trent. It's um, obviously preseason, so every day has been really hard, but. Well, I'm, you know, I'm 26, but I've, I'm learning so much every day. I've learned more um, in this short period with him than I reckon I have uh, in my whole career so far, and I'm, I'm just thriving on that at the moment and loving going in there every day. And we, we've got a few new recruits that have brought plenty of energy to the place, and um, you know, us older heads that have been there for a while, we're, we're really hungry for success. We know that our fans, members, and our area are up here. They expect it of us, and, and we're expecting of ourselves too. So it's been um, really enjoyable uh, so far and just can't wait to get the footy in the hands and actually start playing. What's the one takeaway so far from Trent Barrett that you've you've learnt the most from? What, what's the biggest influence he's had on you so far? Um, I think just making every session the best session of the well, the most important and best session of the week. I think um, in pre-season you saw fall into the trap of 
of um, you know figuring out the schedule a little bit and going, well, I've got a 2K time trial on this day and I've got heavy legs on this day and I do, um, you know, we've got a wrestle set back-to-back with, you know, maybe an indoor cardio set straight into... And you know your hard days, but with Baz, it's, he doesn't... He, he doesn't think big picture. It's just whatever you got next is the most important part um, of your week. And, and also, it's just about being in the moment. And um, I think a lot of the boys are really bought into that. And I think that mindset's um, really helping me just get better every day. Is he still ripped to shreds? <laughs> Mate. It's ridiculous, I don't know if he wears extra, extra small shirts or what it is, but he's <laughs> popping out of them every day. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, you, you injured your shoulder last year against South Sydney trying to tackle big Tommy Burgess. Yeah. Are you, are you, I believe you just pulled out of the Indigenous All-Stars and Maori All-Stars game. Is the shoulder, how is it? Are you back in full contact yet? Yeah, so later this week, I'll actually I'll be fully cleared, um, hopefully Friday at the latest, Monday next week. The shoulder was going really well, and I, um, I actually had a little tear in my bicep um, a couple of weeks back that sort of set me back just when I was about to um, progress to full contact. So I've had to rehab that a little bit, um, get the shoulder right, but it's given me um, plenty of time to get my legs fit. Um, been doing plenty of running, and um, I'll be back, you know, back on deck later this week, early next week. But I, I think it was just too soon, uh, especially with the shortened preseason as it is. And you know, I didn't play much footy last year. I didn't want to go straight from, um, you know, being cleared straight into because that game's always up tempo mm. and there's a lot of feeling in it. Um, just wanted to make sure I'm right. I don't want to miss any games coming into the start of the season. As we mentioned, uh, Adam, some tremendous signings. Uh, Corey Allen, a late signing, which is a really good signing. Nick Kotrick, who is a state of origin player. But Jack Hetherington, certifiably mad. <laughs> is he like that at training? Yeah, he is. He's, um, I, I love training with him and um, playing with him. We had um, a big opposed sesh uh, last Friday, and it was good to, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty competitive one, and it was good to see the big fella fire up. And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, the likes of him and Dylan and um, Luke Thompson. I think they're all in the same spectrum when it comes to crazy. I'm looking forward to seeing them all fire up and um, charge into the opposition, and hopefully I can just run off the back of their quick play the ball. Oh, I thought he was great, Luke Thompson, his first year. It's always hard coming from the UK Super League, but I thought he handled it really well. How will his second year be with a, you know, I suppose a, a preseason of sorts under his belt? Yeah, I don't want to put pressure on him, but he's a different player already now. Um, each day at training, like he's at the front, he just really wants to win everything. That's you know wrestle, running, the contact in our post sessions, and it was pretty hard. He went from fourteen days of quarantine to three days of training to a game, and then mm. had a bit of a calf tear and. All these sort of things that happen when you haven't played footy for a long time and you get thrown in the deep end. And um, yeah, I, I thought he went great for us. He definitely um, picked up the intensity, but I think this year is going to be a really good year for him. I love that you've gone from St. Greg's, which is a, a great rugby league school, straight to the Bulldogs. You've had an opportunity to leave the Bulldogs because you have been their best player, I, I feel personally, over the last few years. And when wins have been few and far between, but you've stuck solid at the club, Adam. And what's the reason? Why do you love the club so much? Um, I sort of always take myself back to, um, you know, younger me and being a country boy and how much I looked up to the Bulldogs when I was a young fella. And then when I come up, I was I was 14 when I signed with them and moved to Sydney at the age of 16. And I used to come into the joint and get physio and sort of meet the players and blokes like Andrew Ryan and... Um, you know, they they just treat me like I was one of their teammates, and they wouldn't have even they wouldn't have even known my name at the time. But 
you know, from that moment, I, f- I fell in love with the club even more. And I think um, it's my it's my family away from my family. I've been away, living away from my family for a long time now, and I've got some lifelong friends here. And um, you know, it sort of got to a decision that I had to make um, about money, and I was sort of thinking it thinking about it for a while, and then um, I just peeled back the layers and asked myself why I play and and why I love the game so much. And it's not for money; it's for the friendships and and the game itself and, um, you know, the four walls that I turn up in every day. And after after the first week of training under Trent, I called me folks and I said, I'm so happy that I stayed. I'd be devastated if I left because I can tell things are really on the rise. And I, um, I've been through the worst of it um, individually and personally with a few of the things that, mm. that I've gone through, but as a team as well. And I can't wait to, to rise, you know, hopefully to the top in these next coming years and, and to come out the other end. That had been more to me than... Um, you know, a bigger paycheck and going to another club and starting fresh. Wow. You just gave me goosebumps. You gave us both goosebumps, that was mate. Outstanding. Mate. We're gonna we're gonna cut that audio up and play that to any young blokes coming into the game, mate. Loyalty is a big thing and, and that's refreshing to hear, Adam. That's really refreshing. Can- yeah, I got I got someone as well that's leading us out every week, um, who I try and mimic as much as I can and that's Josh Jackson and he's um, his morals and, and the way he lives life, you know, the exact same. So it's um, it, the the path being paved for me, which helps. Jeez, you know, I thought the Bulldogs were going to improve this year, but now I'm thinking they're going to be really big improvers yeah. this year. I love that attitude. Mate, I'm going to change tack here a little bit. Who's the biggest pest? Who, If you've got to go away and you've got a room, although you guys don't share rooms anymore, much to Sats's disgust, if mm. you, if you, who don't you want to share with? Mate, I'm so happy Jared Holland's gone because he was the biggest <laughs> pest I've ever met in my life. Um, but I think it's going to be a new drawing. Kyle Flanagan's up there. Oh, yeah. But I don't mind. I think your, heart, your halves need to be a bit cheeky, yeah, but he is right. a pain in the ass. Mm. How's he settling in? Yeah, really well. Yeah, I don't think he certainly doesn't have a problem when it comes to confidence and uh, layering up and, and having a go at everyone, so he's fitting really well. <laughs> well, I, was going, I didn't know what TV show I was going to pick here. I, I didn't know whether it was going to be Gogglebox, which I love, but I'm going to pick The Amazing Race, which started last night. If there was one teammate that you had to go on Amazing Race oh, with to travel God. around the world or the country to get to get the win at the end, who would you trust alongside you? Bill and Napa. Oh, really? That was an easy one. Catch and yeah, carry your own. Yep. <laughs> just, oh, we, we, just, we just have so much fun the whole time. I, you know, I wouldn't really care about it. He, he's one of my best mates and probably one of the funniest blokes I've ever met. So I'd definitely be taking naps with me. Well, this has been a bloody great chat, hasn't it, Sats? And we've learned a lot about Adam uh, Elliott tonight. We've learned that he's a real man. He drinks full cream milk and yep. eats the fattiest cheese. He's mm. from Bega. He yep. has to. Loves uh, a beer. Loves a beer. Doesn't uh, drink that latte with turmeric. N- that rubbish. She doesn't even touch that. Yeah. Um, we've learnt that Kyle Flanagan's a pest. Yep. Uh, you don't want to share a room with him. Uh, Josh Jackson, he learns a lot from him. He's happy to be playing uh, under Trent Barrett. Mate, things are looking fantastic. And I guess one of the biggest things that's come out of this interview as well, you're a dad. How good is it being a dad, mate? Yeah, it's it's the best ever. I'm I'm loving every day coming home from training and seeing the big fella. So um, I'm actually looking forward to walking through the door and seeing him the Savi. What's his name? Lennox. Lennox. After Lennox Lewis, the boxer, little, or no? Little Lenny the Lion. <laughs> well, we, sort of, we, we were tossing up names, and I, I like the name Lennox. And my nephew was sitting at dinner one night. And he goes, "You know, you got to name him. You got to name him Lennox." And I said, "Well, that's a sign. That's done." There you go. <laughs> 
There you go. Well, mate, all the Simple best. All the best with the the shoulder. Hopefully, we'll see you back in, by round one. And and good luck with the family. And Adam, it's been great having you on Sports Day, mate. Thank you for having me on, guys. Can't wait for the next chat. This is off the bench. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Uh, time to check in with uh, an NRL team that we actually. We don't talk to these guys all that all that often. Well, they never really ever made a lot of their players available, but they are they didn't all of a take, sudden. They never took our calls. But yeah. this guy, well, he's a skipper. 12 matches last year yep. for the Broncos. Patrick Carrigan, thanks for joining us, mate. G'day, guys. How are you going? Good. Now, obviously, you're busy at the moment. You're getting ready for uh, – well, you're going through pre-season at the Bronx and – of course, you study physiotherapy as well. You've got uni coming back up. I mean, that's good uni. You go back for two weeks and you have another 12 weeks off or something like that. But, mate, can you make me a promise? When you become a physiotherapist, can you not give your patients homework? Every time you go to the nah. physio, they see you for five minutes and go, now I want you to go home and do these 10 things. It's part of the plan, I think, so they can keep you coming back. <laughs> it's a rot, mate. How's preseason going at the Bronx uh, under Kevy? No, it's awesome. Hey, it's um, yeah, it's it's obviously a bit different to what we had um, last year with Steve's and um, his sort of regime. But no, it's awesome. I'm really loving having Kevy, and um, we got Terry Madison and, and Johnny Cartwright there as well as the assistant coaches. So um, you know, he's brought a, a really fine approach to footy, but also a um, a pretty hard-working uh, approach as well. When you, when, you, when you say it's been a little bit different, has Kevy introduced some of the, the old-school Bronco training techniques? I know there's a famous run they used to do when Wayne Bennett was the coach, Paddy. Yeah, we, the, the boys did a bit of the um, the old-school. Um, I'm not sure if it was the same one, but the Gap. That's um, it, yep. Pre-Christmas. So, um, yeah, they got into the Gap run. I was... I think I was pretty lucky I didn't come back till till January, so um, I missed out on that one. But yeah, no, it's been good. Um, Kevy's all about you got to earn um, earn your weekend kind of thing and and train hard. And um, yeah, we're certainly doing that at the moment. That's for sure. Now I've heard a lot of stories about Kevy as a player. As he was one of the fittest, if not the fittest, player at the Broncos for many many years. So I can understand there'd be a lot of hard work uh, with your training. And but do you, do you get to see the the lighter side of Kevy that we all get to see away from? training and what we normally see when he's commentating on Fox? Yeah, we have. It's um, No, nah, he, he makes sure he gets a good balance, obviously. Um, he's got that emphasis on really training hard, which is good and what we need, but um, he's a funny fella and, and likes to joke here and there. So, um, you know, there's there's always a time for that. And, um, yeah, it's been refreshing and certainly um, enjoyable at the moment. Now, Paddy, I'm just reading, um, reading today that – on February 27th. He's in his 13th season. It's going to be against the Cowboys at Dolphin Stadium. Alex Glenn is going to have a testimonial. Now, I, even though he came from the Gold Coast and I've spent a lot of my time on the Gold Coast, I, I never crossed paths with Alex Glenn, but you've had a lot to do with him. Tell us what sort of guy he is. Oh, you'll never see him with a shirt on, that's for sure. But, uh, <laughs> nah, <laughs> he's, a, um, nah, he's an awesome lad. He's um, someone that you know, I, I kind of grew up watching, we were actually talking about this the other day, but, you know, we grew up watching um, Lexi and, and him play for the Broncos and, um, you know, his leadership around the club and um, that sort of thing as a player who's, you know, nearly played 270, probably 280 mm. first grade games is, um, you know, something to be marvelled at and he's certainly someone at the club who, I think he's I think he's won um, most consistent or something, one of those awards that they always talk about eight years or seven years in a row, so... Um, you know, he speaks for himself and 
um, with his resume as such. And, yeah, he, he's awesome. He's good value around the club. Um, speaking of leadership, you were thrust into the captaincy uh, last year, early on in your career. Do you still have aspirations to be the skipper again this year for the Bronx? Have you put your hand up? Oh, I wouldn't say I've put my hand up. I think, you know, for me personally, I, I, I've always said and told Kerry that I don't change the way I play based on, you know, if you've got the C next to your name or not. And, um, you know, at the end of that, I just want to win 40 games. So I'll be out there next year and planning on winning a fair few more, sorry, than we did last year. But, um, you know, like something I've always prided myself on and, and try and um, contribute in any way I can. But, um, you know, if, if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, um, you know, it won't, you won't change the way I approach my footy next year, that's for sure. Uh, with Kevy at the club, how how has that changed you? Like, uh, how is uh, – we spoke to Adam Elliott the other day and he was saying that how Trent Barrett has done this for him and, you know, how it's really helped him with his game. Is there anything you can single out with Kevy and yourself? Um, I'll probably say for Kevy, for me, is just um, – like from an attack point of uh, perspective and, and working on my game and, um, you know, trying to find short passes and, you know, offload and play a bit more footy. Um, you know, he's been big on us having to earn the right and and completing sets this year, but also he, um, you know, he acknowledges that some of us like to throw the ball around a bit and, um, you know, encourages us to back our skills because at the end of the day, we're going to be out there playing each other. So I've really enjoyed um, that aspect of him and, um, you know, he, every session he's always encouraging, you know, boys to play what they see. So um, that's something that I've probably taken away the most from myself and me with. Yeah, that's that's great to hear because we can be too disciplined when it comes to rugby league with the ball in hand. So looking forward to seeing that aspect of the game. Now, one of your best attacking players, if not your best attacking player on his day, is Anthony Milford, of course. We're hearing four to six weeks. We're hearing ten weeks. I know he's having surgery today or tomorrow, Paddy. How serious was the was the break to his hand? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you how serious it was, but I think um, you know a four to six timeline is what they're looking at. And is that um, your is that you know, your I've professional said, physiotherapy? Nah, um, that's not that's, conclusion that's or far yeah. from my far <laughs> from my professional conclusion. It's that's four to, of, uh, it's four to six weeks. It it's four to six weeks plus <laughs> the homework. <laughs> yeah, so uh, hopefully we've seen for round one if we're going off that. <laughs> but now I always say to people, Milf's um he doesn't get a lot of credit for it, but He's probably one of the toughest fellas I've I've played with, and um, you know, injury-wise, he plays no matter what. So, um, you know, I love playing with him, and I think he'll probably be trying to get his way back for definitely round one. But you know, him and Lexi have been pretty close, so I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to make a feature. I don't know if they'll let him, but in um, Lexi's testimonial game, yeah. But, yeah, I think I'm pretty confident he'll be back for. Round one, that's for sure. Now, one of the off-season signings, which has really flown under the radar, and I think it's one of the key signings throughout the whole competition, Paddy, and it's it's John Asiata from the Cowboys. Highly skillful. One of the, I think one of the most skillful loose forwards we've seen in the game for a number of years, and I think you get him at the right time in his career as well. Now, if Anthony Milford isn't going to be around for, let's say, round one, will John Asiata train in the halves? I don't know if Johnny will train the halves. He's had a bit of experience there, so he'll probably throw his name up. But, you know, we've got um, Crofty and, and Tommy Dearden there at the moment, so I'm sure one of them would be able to share the load uh, in the halves if it was to come to say. And maybe uh, Tyson Gamble, who's another one who's been with us for a few years, mm. um, done wonders at ready. So um, if Milf wasn't there, I'm sure one of those those guys might get the nod. But in saying that, Johnny's been awesome in what he's brought to the club and, 
you know, his work ethic and just his skill skill set, yeah. especially for me. Um, being able to learn off someone like him who, who likes the ball players as another middle and not be so one-dimensional. So, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying his company at the moment. Now, it's really lonely, as you know, when you're in uh, in rehab and you're not with the, the main group, especially for a long period of time. Katoni Staggs, of course, suffering that ACL tear in that last game. Where's he at? He's, um, I think he's pushing for a mid-season, so round 10 or, uh, return or so. But, you know, Tones is someone um, that brings a smile to a lot of us, our faces. So mm-hmm. he's um, started a bit of his running stuff and, and he's back into that. And it's, it's been awesome to see him um, back out on the field and just having a footy in his hands and a smile. It's a tough injury and back on the back of what he did last year, it's, um, you know, it was sad to see because I'm sure he would have had yeah. a blue jersey on. But, um yeah, I'm excited for him. He's a, he's a tough kid and um, comes from a good place. So I think you'll see him back bigger and better next year. Now, it's obviously a sensitive one. Of course, uh, your um, teammate Payne Huss fronted uh, Tweetheads Courts today and we're all reading some of the um, the extracts from that court case today. And obviously, you don't know too much about it, but we're thinking the integrity unit will play a part in some role after this, uh, Paddy. you anticipating that he will be around in round one, do you think? Oh, look, it's probably out of my jurisdiction. I'm sure the integrity unit, they um, they can do. So I'm sure they'll have their say on whatever's transpired. But, um, you know, I, I don't know too much about what occurred in, in those conversations. And I certainly probably don't support those things. But I know that um, painful one's very remorseful and he's learned a pretty tough lesson. But um, as a club, I think it's someone that we're going to stand by. And um, I think he'll, he'll make the, re- the relevant changes and... Um, you know, whatever sanction happens, it happens, and we'll have to um, compensate for that and, and move forward. But if he's there for para, he's there. But, um, you know, that's that's out of our hands yeah. now. Yeah, of course. Yep. All right, mate. Listen, we appreciate your time. Mate, we really do appreciate you joining us on, on Sports Day. I was just saying to Sats today, what is it, five weeks now to round one? How good is it, Paddy? Yeah, it's good. I'm I'm actually stoked. It's a funny time of year, pre-season. You, uh, you pray for round one to roll around a bit quicker than it does. So, yeah, I'm excited and we get to play, you know, Parra at Suncourt. So, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly one I'm looking forward to. Hey, Paddy, I remember when I used to play, I used to have players that used to treat trials like trials. They just, they worked on their timing and, but then there was other teammates and I used to treat trials like they were premiership games. How do you treat trials yourself? No, I'm the same. I try and, um, try and approach a trial like I would a, a normal NRL or, or any sort of game and, um, you know, get yourself in the right uh, mindset so you can try and, um, you know, put in place some of the changes or some of the things you might have tried with the combinations in pre-season. But, um, you know, got, being a middle player, we got a pretty simple job, so it's run hard and tackle hard. So I think uh, <laughs> it doesn't change for me. And get suspended, much, and get suspended early in your yeah. career. So I want to see that <laughs> this year from you, Paddy. <laughs> Try and avoid suspension. <laughs> um, I think Mum might have a few things to say. But, um, yeah, you got to go home. Yeah. And, got to go home and face Mum, don't you? All right. You know what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've learned about today. What I've learned that Pat Carrigan, once he passes his university, becomes a physiotherapy in, yep. in the in the Pat Carrigan uh, Carrigan Physiotherapy Centre. Yeah. There'll be no homework. No. The physiotherapist will actually fix you. Mm. How exciting is that, Pat? The new age physio. New age physio. Pat Carrigan from the Broncos. Good luck this this year, mate, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. This is Off The Bench. Welcome back to Off The Bench. 
Darren Shonig from the Melbourne Storm. G'day, Darren. How are you, mate? Hey, boys. How are you? Can, I, can I just say, that Darren what? Shonig is a, he's born in Cooktown. Yep. Tough town in Queensland. Yep. Now, I'm, I'm assuming he'd be a beer-drinking, Bundy rum-drinking. Yobbo, yeah. Yeah, at Yobbo. Heart. At heart, yeah. <laughs> funny things happen to tough men when they go to Melbourne, mate. Absolutely. They start wearing black. They wear skivvies yep. all the time because it's cold. Gloves because it's a little bit cold. And, and they start yeah. drinking lattes. And I'm picking you, mate. You're a chai soy latte oh. boy. Go with ahead. A, with a dash of turmeric. <laughs> Uh, no, no way. I'm, um, I'm an oat latte man, so you're half close. Oh, oh that's a choice here, but You've lost me. You've lost your right. I bought, to go... I bought into a Melbourne culture, mate. I bought into it. You, mate, you are no, you're not welcome in Cooktown ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think oat, I don't think an oat latte would fly there. Oh, exactly. Yeah, thanks for exactly. Yeah, thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, like Jay said, uh, I suppose the most obvious question the. The pre-seasons at Melbourne, has Craig Bellamy mellowed with age or are they still as tough as what they always have been? Uh, they're still tough as nails, mate. We've, um, you know, we've only got half the time to do our working since we mm. started after Chrissy, but, you know, it's been tough as, so we're getting in, getting in as much work as we can. So everything's coming along nicely. Everyone's starting to run well, so it's good. Are there any but, allowances? Yeah, definitely, definitely tough as nails. Any allowances for the big men like you and Nelson and Jesse Bromwich and co.? Uh, no, nah, not well. We all run different, you know, circuits kind of when it comes to fitness. But you know, everyone's expected to come back at a certain weight. But yeah, I wouldn't say there's any allowances going for us. In the off season, before you come back to pre-season, Darren, are you a person that continues to try and look after yourself as much as possible? Is is it expected at Melbourne? Because there are other clubs where players they just they just shut off for four six weeks. Yeah, um, we're giving out training programs. I, I try to, you know, get a bit of working because you don't want to come back underdone because you just know how much work you've got to have the head of you. But, you know, I try and do a bit of running and come back in half reasonable shape to get ready for the preseason. Otherwise, you're just, you're just too far behind the eight ball. Now, there's a, a young player that I've seen a fair bit of through the, the Brisbane GPS system. He's an Australian schoolboy as well. And I know he... You know who I'm talking about, Jack Howarth. Um, a yeah, lot of things. Ex- he's expected to do some uh, big things in 2021. He might be a little bit early, not quite sure. But how's his first full preseason been? Um, you know, he's he's been in the injured squad a little bit lately, Howie. But you know, definitely when he's training hours, you can definitely see what all the hype's about. Uh, he's a big, strong boy. He lifts crazy in the gym. Like um, I've I've been paired with him a few times, and you're seeing how strong this kid is. He's only going to get bigger and stronger. So it's pretty um. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome to be able to see him develop over the next couple of years. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not really sure what they got planned for him, but when it's his time to shine, it's going to be pretty, it's going to be something special, I reckon. Uh, with only the one trial game this year, is the plan for the Storm to pick a pretty full-strength team against the Knights or ease into the season? Well, we've got a trial against the Warriors in Redcliffe um, in about two weeks, so that, that'll be the first first game. That won't be our top 17. That'll be more the trialist boys and the younger boys give you on a crack. But oh, I reckon yeah. the, the game against Knights will, the game against Knights will be our, you know, as strong as a team. We, we could field that game. They'll be very close to our round round one side. What about with, um, I'm not going to ask you whether Cam's playing or not, because no one really knows to be quite honest. But um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, mate. Yeah, exactly. But in saying that, I mean, it, if he doesn't play, it's going to be a huge hole. And I know you've got some great players in Harry mm, Grant and massive. Brandon Smith, but from a player that spends every day with Cam, what do you lose off the field with someone like Cam if, if he's not going to play, Darren? Uh, you just just so much leadership, mate. You know, like um, I, the way I view Cam, I view him as an extra coach, really. Like he's mm. always someone I can go up and ask a question to. He's, he's always got that guidance. He always knows 
the ins and outs of everything footy wise. So, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a huge loss for us in that in that regard. But yeah, that's how it's kind of the way I view Cam. Darren Schonig uh, from the Melbourne Storm there on uh, off the bench and Sports Day. Sats, we're going to go enjoy the rest of your weekend. What are you doing for the rest of the weekend? This weekend, I'm helping a friend move house. Yeah, so I never help. That's why I don't have friends. Mm. I don't like to help people at all. Um, I'm moving house, and then I've got to go to a function on Saturday night, and then on Sunday, I'm doing absolutely nothing. All right, and don't forget Super Bowl on Monday morning. Can't wait for it. The Buccaneers taking on the Chiefs. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll be back Monday night with Sports Day.